0: I've had a lot of fun filming this interview with with Grant Morris. He's an awesome dude, great moustache, really good moustache, but he's just a really, really top fella. And I think this interview is going to be helpful for any guy who feels like they've lost the wind out of their sails in terms of, their health, the way that they look, their way that they feel, their energy, their stress, their anxiety in terms of their wealth, their career, how fast they're moving ahead in business and in work and also in their relationships, like their ability to connect with a partner. I I think that one of the most underrated areas of, of having a healthy relationship is how well are you showing up personally? We always talk about communication. We always talk about commitment, respect, all this sort of stuff. But I think one thing that we don't talk about enough is What energy do you bring to a relationship? How do you go? Like, Do you have the confidence within yourself to go out on date night? Do you have the confidence to maintain a really awesome conversation to be super honest with your partner? And I think that anybody who wants to improve in those sorts of areas will benefit from this interview. So I'm not gonna say anything more than that. Let's crack on in, enjoy this interview. And we're live. Welcome, brother.
1: Good to have you on. Yeah, yeah cheers, mate. Uh, nice to uh, nice to be on here. So it's it's great to have
0: you and your moustache on here.
1: Yeah, it's um as I said before, mate. Um, if you look nice and close, it's uh, it's a pretty piss poor attempt to grow one. But you know, I'm doing my
0: best. Doing my at, best. at least it's thick. There's <laughs> nothing. Like, I get this patch like right here down the side of my cheek that just won't grow. It's ugh, gross.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what um, that's what the missy she always keeps saying. Nah. The moustache, that's it. And then as soon as I get a bit of, like, stuff, stuffle here, I get those ball patches as well. And she goes, "No, nah, shave it off.
0: Does she like the moustache?
1: Yeah. It was actually her idea on stage.
0: You're kidding. <laughs> so that's a keeper, done, mate. Yeah. That is a keeper. Hold yeah. on to her with both hands.
1: 100%. Well, we are supposed to get married in August. And then uh, cheeky old COVID decided to... Uh, put a little stop on that one
0: <laughs> yeah man it got us too we we're meant to be married in november as well oh, let's say, uh yeah it's a funny one covid yeah
1: we'll get a win at some stage but we we're rebooked for march next year so we're we're pretty sorted so we're actually up your way we're out um tweet or tweet Ed's, or up towards our way. so yeah so we're pretty excited to get that over and done with and uh
0: move on to the next adventure in life A hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. I I've got to ask as well, dude. Like, what made you want to join JCF? Well, I was
1: um I was at a stage where, well, been over six months now, but I was um I just feel like I was heading in a bit of a downward spiral, no motivation, felt like shit all the time, sort of, yeah, just you know, just getting in one of those ruts where you sort of find yourself not being able to get out of. And then um one well, of my mates actually was was being coached by one of your guys, uh Kay if you're out there ah, maybe. Yeah, good man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, and that's what I saw it um come up on his page. And um and then I sort of saw that and I was like, oh yeah, sort of had a look and um, sort of sat on it for a little bit. Yeah, no, sort of wonder if it's you know, one of these gimmicks and that sort of thing. And I thought, well, if one of my mates has done it, it mustn't be too too uh, too shabby and yeah, then oh, it sounds I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just bite the bullet and then I wrote Summit on that um, on that post you put put up and, yeah, then got a phone call from Sean a couple of weeks later and then um, a couple of days later. And then, yeah, had a chat with him and, you know, like I was having two or three Red Bulls a day Oof. trying to pump myself up, you know, a Red Bull for the, uh, before the gym. You know, it was a bit of a pre-workout and then get to the gym try and pump out some weights and, you know, still feel like shit afterwards and not really feel like I'm achieving anything. And then. Well, um, let,
0: run us through you. What, what, what you. You said right at the start, you're in a bit of a rut. So for you, you're, you're in this rut, you're chewing a few Red Bulls a day. Your energy's not great. Like what, what does the whole rut like? Like if you had to describe it, how you were feeling and how it was affecting you, what was it like? Um, Just stagnant. Like I had no direction in sort of, yeah, where I wanted to go
1: or sort of what I wanted to actually do. With my life, mm. and sort of getting lost, and um, yeah, so you know, you sort of just living life day by day. Go to work, come home, eat shit food. Go to work, come home, eat shit food, and just doing that every day. And then you just your mental state was like, yeah, sort of suffering a bit of anxiety and depression.
0: How'd that affect um,
1: you? Oh, mate, it's it's absolutely shit every every minute of the day. Uh, You're anxious about oh shit! What did I do this or you know some of the it was like oh shit! I lock the door or and then you sit there and you panic about it all day and and then so just the depression of just being stuck just you know you want want to get out of it and you know it's it's just a shit feeling when you when you've got no direction in life and and you literally feel stuck and then Mm. it just feels like a, a spiral effect where. You know, you keep getting more depressed and then you get anxious about being depressed and then you get anxious again and then you get depressed again and then all of a sudden you end up right down right down to this bottom point. And a few years ago, like, I I was was a pretty good, like, pretty happy kid and stuff and then about 10 years ago or maybe eight years ago, I um, had a pretty serious knee injury playing footy and then, um, yeah, that sort of stopped me from playing a lot of sport. For quite a few years, so like I tore me ACL, um, I, um, I've got nerve damage in the peroneal nerve down the side of my leg. Had um, M- MCL, PCL. Can't remember which one it was, but yeah. So they, um, I had no no sort of ligament stop my leg from moving like this sideways yeah. in, and um, and then also had drop foot as well. So like Damn. I had so I had all these things. So it's sort of um I think that was kind of the the start of it, just not being able to sort of, you know, be able to do shit as easy as what I was able to do beforehand and that sort of thing. And then the sort of thing I just used as an excuse for eating shit food and just not actually going out and doing anything. And then finally uh, a couple of years later I started doing doing some more sport and shit like that but it still just never was the same as you know doing it before where you can fully stride out no dramas whatsoever whereas now you're sort of running like a bit of a bit of a limp as you're running yeah yeah so um i think that was sort of a moment when i started to go downhill a bit and that's a sort of sort of thing i've been stuck for the last eight years Sort of, That's a yeah. fair
0: while to be stuck, man. Did yeah. you try anything like in that time to to get yourself out of the anxiety or the depression?
1: Well, I saw I saw um quite a few different um counsellors, but they because with my job at that stage, I was moving around sort of between Wollongong and further down the South Coast, and then I was in Sydney. So like it was hard to try and find a consistent person I was going to. Hmm. And um, so, like, those sort of things would help. But as, as we all do, you know, you sort of do it for a couple of weeks and then you'd follow the, um, follow the process and stuff and you start feeling better and then, you, you know, you, you miss one session and you're like, oh, that's right, I'll make up for it next week and then keep doing the same thing, making an excuse. And, and then, yeah, sort of, so then and that would happen. Then I'd go back in this shit moment and then I'd go and see another, another counsellor and then do the same thing over again. And, yeah, so I've been doing that over the last, yeah, over the last fair few years. And, yeah, I thought it was, you know, I've hit 30 now, so it's time to start actually, you know, pulling my pants up and having a fucking dig.
0: Totally. Why was it that you decided at 30 that you weren't going to muck around anymore and you're actually just going to do it properly?
1: Well, watch one of what's one of your videos and it was talking about how you've actually... You know, you, you did like a, the line, the linear line, and said how long you've actually got in life to live. And you've actually, you know, at 30, you've lived over a third of your life all fucking ready. You know, then you sort of like, oh, fuck, I've only got two-thirds of my life left to actually fucking make something and actually enjoy life, you know. And
0: it's a crazy one when you look at it like that, when you actually like bring it out and you have it on a line. It's crazy to see how little time you have left and how much you've already spent of your best years.
1: Yeah, man, it, scared, it actually scared the shit out of me. I went, fuck off. And then sort of like watch the whole video and then all of a sudden I'm going, fuck, this is actually, this is actually very, very friggin' true. So, yeah, I think it's time to uh, stop being an idiot and actually start looking after yourself and, and have a crack because like I had, um, we've had lots of uh, stomach problems as well. So I don't know whether that was. I think it's probably a mix I mean, a mix and match of things, but um, a lot had to do with my diet. So every morning, for since I started my apprenticeship, so I've been doing apprenticeship for well, been working for eleven years at the same place, and probably two thirds of the mornings I felt like I wanted to spew. I'd cough myself into almost a spew stage, and then I probably would spew or jesus yeah and you know i got got an endoscopy got a colonoscopy come back with nothing they said no all seems to be
0: pretty clear and what did they say about it they said okay all the tests say that it's clear did they did they say anything give you any explanation any help any pointers (laughs) no it
1: was it was the worst doctor i had he pretty much said don't eat wheat and that was about it (laughs) and he said you had an elongated colon so a little, a little bit longer colon than normal so which supposedly takes stuff to digest a little bit longer mm. and um but pretty much for saw him and then um like saw him for the follow-up and then he barely said anything to me hadn't the half an hour chat
0: 600 goes, yeah, bucks much, thank yeah, you very much yeah, <laughs> yeah, See
1: <you> later <laughs> out the door and i went fuck that i'm not gonna go see this guy again i was it, was Dude, like bullshit. I mean, it is friggin- so
0: common. Like, have I told you why I didn't go down? Like, Because I was starting to be a doctor. Did I tell you why I didn't go? No. Nah. I didn't keep going? I had like repeatedly over and I was still coaching. I was back, I think I was like 20 at this stage. And I was just finishing off my degree. And um, I, I still remember going in like and, and seeing multiple doctors with clients who I was taking to the doctor and just seeing how little fucks they actually gave mm-hmm. about their clients. It was just a churn and burn. It's like when you go to the GP, like you come in and they try and get you out the door within five minutes. You go to a specialist, it's the same thing. Yeah. There is like for, for such a large number of them, admittedly, yeah, of course there are going to be some great specialists and GPs and whatnot, but for such a large number of them, they just don't give a fuck, do they?
1: No, nah, that's, that's what it fucking seems like. Hey, they just go, right, hey, eh? give me your money, out you go, give me your money, out you go.
2: It's 100%. frustrating.
1: It's frustrating because you like you get it, they see thousands of people, but you sort of you sort of just be like, Oh, I wish I, you gave me a little bit more information or you know, you sort of Felt like you
2: cared a little bit more.
0: Yeah, at least act like you yeah, cared about right. me. Yeah, yeah. give then me something walk- to make me feel good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then, as soon
1: as I walk out the door, I'll go bloody dickhead or something. right? You know. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's good to be faced. <laughs> exactly. Also, when you when you're going through and you're having a chat with Sean and and you you know you're contemplating signing up with this, did you have any hes- hesitations or reservations about actually going through with it and and pulling the trigger?
1: Uh not really. because. I got to a stage where I was like, fuck it, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Like, you know, you, know, you get, get coaching and sort of see where it takes you in six months,
2: you know? Why did you, you approach you it work. that
0: way?
1: Well, as I said, like I saw that video and sort of at it. just, I need to do something. Mm. I'm at a stage where I just, I need to do something because I was going crazy. Like my head was just in a terrible place, absolute terrible place. Mm. And I was at a stage there where I was like pleading to myself, just do something. Just do something instead of just sitting here feeling shit and sorry for yourself.
0: What effect was it having on your on your relationship, you being in that mental state? Well, the, the miss is actually pretty
1: good with it. She's um she's pretty understanding, so but like it's it puts a lot of pressure and stress on her as well for no no reason whatsoever. How so? Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, like yeah we're we're a team, but it's it's still my burden. And like she's obviously got her own shit going on in her life. so like I should be really looking after myself. so instead of adding stress to her, I should be, should have been doing a lot more for myself mm. and yeah, which then obviously would then show in the relationship which would then help her not be as worried about me or anything like that.
0: Did it limit you guys from doing anything? I mean, a lot of guys who have, like, anxiety and depression, like, you just can't be fucked to do anything. You can't be fucked to go out. You don't want to be seen out in public, you know, that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, they, um, yeah, a lot of the time, like, it'd sort of be, oh, yeah, we should go out, and then sort of you'd find a reason not to go out. And, like, I find myself still now, still, like, still sort of finding a reason not to go out which, you know, that's something I've still got to work on, just trying to actually be, be a fun guy and take her out on dates and stuff like that, so, which I know I've got to kick myself in the ass and do something about it. So, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just really stressful and sort of, you know, you start, you start a bit of fighting and bickering and
0: you sort of put unnecessary stress on the relationship for no reason. Yeah, gotcha. Or because what, you're, you're not able to go out, you're not confident within yourself and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of, you know. Well, what if I do, you know, like start talking to yourself like, oh, shit, what if you do something shit or, you know, what if she doesn't like it? You know, she, she prefer like me, to go take you to the movies and just go sit there and watch a movie for two and a half hours and then come home, you know, like just something simple as that, just get out of the frigging house.
0: Yeah, go out and do it. Yeah. Did it impact you at work at all?
1: Yeah, um, that that was actually another reason too. One of the, my apprentice boss, he came out and saw us on a job site one day and he goes, you right, mate. Sort of didn't notice anything different. He just, yeah, sort of was asking a couple of questions like asking if I was all right. Yeah, no, I feel all right. And all of a sudden he asked me again. I was like, No, I'm actually pretty fucking anxious. And then sort of that started started conversation in going and seeing someone to um to actually you know try and help me help me calm down and actually think through my situations instead of getting so amped up about every single little thing. Mm. It was um yeah it, it was it was just a I guess it was nice to know that someone actually like picked up on it. Cause you know like what happens if someone doesn't pick up on that and doesn't, you know. That's why IOAK Day sort of thing. Well, that's like you know, every day sort of IOAK Day, but so it's good that that awareness has been sort of brought out for, you know, for
0: anxiety and depression. Because If he didn't gets, pick up on it, where do you think you'd be? Would you have done anything?
1: <sighs> I think I'm too much of a coward to do anything. <laughs>
2: well, why do you say uh, that?
1: Well, I'd, Like, it took me long enough to pull the trigger to do something to fix myself, so I don't think I'd have the actual balls to do anything silly to myself. But, yeah, and, you know, plus I've got a family that is just the absolute fucking best. I have the best fucking family in the world. And, you know, you sort of like, well, fuck, imagine if you did something, what would
0: would happen to them? So, like, you're referring to, like like, suicide if you got in a really bad spot.
1: Yeah, like, if, like... The way, the way like I was going, like I would never would have done anything. But you know, you always you start getting those dirty thoughts in your head. And
2: did you and get sort any of
1: those? Oh, uh, once or twice, but like it was only like very brief. Like I never got to a stage of where like you know I had a bloody bit of rope or anything like that. Like, but like got to a stage where I just didn't come room, come out of my room for a couple of days and sit and watch TV. And you just you know you just feel. I don't even know how to say the word, how, how it feels. But, it, yeah, it's, um, it's a very lonely feeling. Even though you've got family
0: around you, surrounded by you, you just still feel really alone. It's, it's a really strange one. You feel like you're the only person who's going through that feeling in the world. And it's like no one else gets it. No one can understand how I feel right now. How anxious I feel. How depressed. How sad. How lethargic. How, I just can't be fucked for anything. And it's like this really weird f- way in which we just isolate ourselves.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's exactly right. Then yeah, you just it's a weird feeling that there's so many other people going through the same thing, but they're just handling it different to how I'm handling. It. So. Like and that's why I talk to a lot of people these these days. I like I'll just talk to people and I'll be telling them like how you know have anxiety and stuff like that. So a lot of my mates and everyone know that like I get it. And a lot of people work. A lot of people work. Now I get a lot of anxiety as well. Did anyone give you any shit for that? Nah, everyone's been fucking awesome. They um, yeah, everyone's so supportive and everyone's happy to lend a ear for, you know, five, ten minutes while you just talk shit and get whatever is off your bloody chest.
0: And Did you ever have a fear that someone was going to judge you or, or treat you differently for, for opening up about that?
1: Not really. I've always been a pretty open person, like, especially with my parents, like, pretty much they know everything that's sort of happened in my life. So, like, I always grew up with always talk it out, like, always mm. talk with your, like, if I need to go, someone always have my parents to talk to. So regardless of how bad or what the fuck happened, or I could go and talk to my parents, and it wouldn't be a drama. So I've always, I've always sort of had been gr- like taught or grown up just with that of like, I don't really care who or who I talk to about. I'm just sort of talking a yarn, and then and yeah, everyone everyone you talk to seems to seems to be all right to talk to about it.
0: It's a weird fear that a lot of us get. It's like when we are, when we do get anxious, we get depressed or something's going on. It's like we feel like almost ashamed to mm-hmm. be able to talk about it. But it's really cool that pretty much every time I've asked someone that question, I haven't had one person who's actually been judged or treated poorly. Yeah. Like when you go through and say, oh, you know what, I'm actually having a really fucking shit time and I'm yeah. miserable.
1: <laughs> it's so true, hey. And it's good though because you like – Everyone has a shit day. Everyone has a shit day or two, and just having a just having an ear, just to talk to, just to get whatever's off off your chest, just really fucking helps. Because you know yourself when you just keep it in for a couple of days and you don't say nothing to anyone, and all of a sudden you say something to someone, you go, "I feel a bit better now." Like instead of holding all that shit in, you're actually happy to like you. You just you feel like a weight's lifted off you.
2: Mm.
0: Well, so what, what effect is has working with us and working with Liam, um, what, what effect has that had on you? Mate, I've done an absolute full 180. How so? So,
1: so I haven't even looked like spewing since I've started uh, JCF. I haven't even looked like it. i am in the fittest and probably most jacked I've ever been in my life. But I'm a lot more confident in myself as well. So like... We used to always do the do the nice guy thing and I'm starting to get to a stage now where I'm actually starting to try and phase yourself out of that. So I'm actually well,
0: let's talk about that, man. That's a fucking awesome point. I'm great, glad you brought it up. Like when when you talk about the nice guy thing and you say you were doing it, what were you doing? So like, you know, um if if a mate would me, oh, can you come pick me up
1: half an hour away? like and you know for no fucking reason just because he's a lazy prick and didn't want to come and see me i'd have to go and drive him like oh yeah mate i'll come and see you or you know if a guy up like you know if he asked for you know oh can i can i loan a 100 bucks yeah no worries mate and now i'm like fuck what what i'm gonna give anyone f-? like i work for that money why, why am i giving it away to someone who's just sitting on the couch doing fuck all and so for you, for
0: you man like, man like you're clearly quite a generous person so like with that, where do you draw the line between being generous and being taken advantage
2: of?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a fine line because there's times where you're like, oh, I should just do it because I feel like just being a decent human being, there's other times where you just go, fuck, I don't want to do this at all, and then you still go through with it and do it. It's, it's hard to say where you draw the line. Mm. You always got to go a case-by-case sort of
0: case-by-case uh, case instance. Well, so like you were being, you were being like overly generous, and and people kind of took advantage of you. Yeah. 100%. What effect did that have on you? Well, I felt like I needed them. Like I feel like I needed those friends to,
1: um, to actually have friends. Like I had to do shit like that to have friends, mm. instead of just you know knowing that I've got a shitload more friends that wouldn't expect me to do stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So, what was that like? Feeling like you needed them.
1: Kind of, I guess, kind of made you feel like a loser, really. Sort of, yeah, trying, trying to sort, like, search for people's approval. And, like, you know, the, the people probably like you already anyway, but you, you're still searching for approval. And you mm. sort of you feel like you're the guy missing out.
0: If How going long going. did you feel like that?
1: Shit. Probably not till a, few, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, I sort of, had a um, had a bit of a um, bit of a verbal with with a mate, and a lot of shit went down with that. And he, um, and yeah, I got to that stage. Where I was like, "Fuck!" Because it was just after. Um, I you met described to us what happened. Um, so I met my fiance, and um, and like one of the first few, like we started dating pretty early, and. Like it was a big distance, you know. She was to, lived two and a half hours away to where I was. So, being that guy where I was always going to go and see them every single weekend or Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, I'd be down at their place. But then now I've gotten the missus and she lives two and a half hours away, you know, you sort of got to, your time is dedicated to that. And they, they sort of, I, I don't know whether they didn't see that or they sort of were just so used to me being there like every time that I wasn't there. And then, um, and then sort of it turned around and they had a, they had a go at me like, oh, you know, do you know who your fucking friends are? And that sort of, sort of uh, shit like that, like, you know, school, schoolyard shit. And then, um, and I was like, well, fuck, I'm happy with, maybe with me, Mrs. So I don't I can really need you guys sort of be you know be part of my life if you're gonna be like that mm. and yeah, so that sort of yeah, and as I said, like the guy kind of owed owed me a bit of money and stuff like that, so that's what I was like, well, fuck, you're not gonna pay back You keep saying you oh, are fuck you' yeah. like it's just go cut the ties and just it's just easier to fucking lose that money and then lose that bloke, and then that's one. One uh, one bit of shit I don't have to worry
0: about anymore. The the nice guy syndrome where you just feel like you owe everyone everything. You feel like you're in debt. You feel like you've got nothing. It really grabs you by the balls and traps you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's a sort of yeah. It really yeah it really sort of messed with me. Sort of yeah gave you a sort of a bit of social anxiety as well. Just because like you felt like you always had to be with them. You couldn't go out anywhere unless you're with them. Mm. sort of thing and yeah like you you always feel like you're missing out even though they weren't doing anything you still feel like you're you're missing out so like oh you know come half an hour to drive just to sit down and watch tv Mm. you know like you weren't going out and actually doing anything but like you still feel like you're missing out
0: yeah yeah it's super common man super common okay and so so you had the you've got through the nice guy syndrome you haven't been spewing the anxiety depression like that's gone like you're crushing life like what did you take from Liam? Did you learn anything in particular from him about how you should be as a man? Yeah, so it's pretty much
1: his okay stuff. Up he's saying he always say says that it's conflict delayed is conflict multiplied. I hope I yeah, said that right, Liam, that. If you're listening, and um and like that's that's sort of a like a big thing that I sort of do now. Instead of just letting stuff slide, like I'll actually say something now. Like started, what effect has that had? It's good. I just feel, feel, feel like I've got you know, something in between my legs now. <laughs> it's,
0: it's seriously like that, though, because when you do back away from conflict, you do back away from that hard conversation. Someone's being a prick and you just cop it. Someone says something you don't like or they do something wrong by you or they don't pay you back your money. It does sometimes feel easier just to to not do it in the moment. But in the long term, it's so much harder because you do, you feel like someone owns your nuts. Like you're not even a man, you're not even enough of a man to have that hard conversation, that difficult conversation with someone.
1: Yeah. That and that's the funny thing. Like it just, it just, you know, you just feel like you're actually like, and you're actually taking control of yourself too. Like you actually feel like you're taking control, not just sitting there and copping it.
0: Hmm. What effect did that have on your anxiety when you got your balls back?
1: Man, it's, yeah, like, the anxiety, it, ca- it comes and goes, but it's very, very brief now, like, with the meditation the, um, and the breathing techniques. So, like, all that stuff goes away now. So, like, and you get your balls back, you just, you just feel like a man, <laughs> yeah? like, you know? Like, you actually feel like you're, you can fucking do anything now.
0: Has like, your just- missus noticed any changes in you?
1: Yeah, she um yeah, it's always funny. She always keeps saying, Oh, uh you never you would never used to speak to me like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I probably went a little bit too far with that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, she she's noticed a massive difference just with um just with everything, sort of just feeling better, not spewing and that's what she like, you know, so said, she's pretty she's pretty proud of me of how far I've come, so which is always nice.
2: Really if nice she had feeling. to, if,
0: if she would have noticed like one big change in you, one really big one, what would it be? I
1: have to say, probably, probably my anxiety and depression. I'd have to say is how much I've got that under control would mm. probably be the biggest change out of all of it.
0: And, and so from that change, like how has that allowed your relationship to grow? Well, we're
1: just, yeah, we actually, you know, we're starting talking about what our next, actual project is with um with our relationship you know like next is getting married like kids like we want to start making kids and then what do we want do we want another house do we want another investment property or like it actually is now it feels like it's giving us a bit more direction where we want to go
0: Hmm. did you not have that direction before no
1: i felt like we were sort of just yeah i said like because i was so i was so stagnant I think I was just the just a bit of an anchor, just hold, holding us back.
0: Yeah, right. Really?
1: And, yeah, it just just sort of not wanting to do anything. How it does that feel,
0: of, knowing that you're an anchor?
1: Yeah, it, it feels pretty shit. Like there's a stage there where you know you sort of you sort of just go, oh, kind of feel a bit shitty. Like I don't feel like I'm actually contributing to contributing to anything. Don't feel like I'm contributing to this relationship very well. Sort of. You know, I see all the shit on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like where you know all the friends are out and about with their bloody partners,
0: and you're just sitting there on the lounge drinking piss. Did you ever? Did you ever get a feeling like she was going to leave you at all, or the relationship was going to end? Uh
1: yeah. Like there's there's a couple of times where like I've been very worried, just because of fucking, just you know, I've been too comfortable, just expecting the relationship to just keep chugging along. But like, uh, you know, you still gotta, you gotta make an effort to actually make relationships work, which, you know, this is this is my first actual long-term relationship that I've been in. We've been together six, six years. And um so like I was at like at a stage I was using it as a bit of an excuse like, oh, you know, I'm not good at this stuff. I'm not good at this stuff. Like I've never done this before. And yeah. So now like sort of I'm trying to trying to turn it all around so I can, you know keep things exciting and, yeah, just actually have a shitload of fun.
0: Personal question. Has it changed your sex life at all? Like since you got your balls back and you got your confidence back and who you are, has it changed that?
1: Uh, we've got a pretty good sex life, so I can't complain too much at all about it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like, um, yeah, we have a great, great sex life and um, say so, but. Like, I, I, I feel more of a man while, while we're having sex, which is good.
0: <laughs> that, that's a big thing, um, man. It's a really big yeah, thing because like, when you feel like a fucking man, like, sex becomes so much more intimate mm-hmm. and so much more strong. Yeah, it's
1: weird. Like, you feel you feel like you actually, you know, like you actually grow into a bigger human. Like, yeah. while, we're, while you're doing it, it's, it, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, obviously you're
0: obviously the same size, but you just feel... I wouldn't say dominant, but you just feel like a beast. <laughs> yeah, well, you feel like you feel like a man. You feel masculine. The man's yeah. like we're meant we're meant to be like somewhat aggressive. We're meant to be powerful. We're meant to be strong. And when you feel like you're castrated, it's pretty hard to feel that way.
2: Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, but yeah, now it's um, yeah, I just feel like the man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My man. My
0: yeah. man. <laughs> And so, okay. So, so for you, man, like what's next? Like now that you've, you've beaten the gut issues, you're no longer spewing up, you're no longer feeling so anxious. You've got that largely under control. Yeah. It comes and goes, but you've got it. You know how to manage it. The depression's not there. You're not sitting in your bedroom locking yourself away. You're not feeling like that anymore. You've got your life under control, not just under control. You've got it. You're on a massive upward trajectory in every single area. What's next?
1: So our, our next goal is obviously to just try and get this wedding out of the way Well, not to say it like that, but you know we've had to replant it a couple of times so we're we're out of stage now. we're like yeah let's let's just have this good party and then um,
2: mm.
1: and I think our, our next our next thing would be probably probably a kid and then um, get us a house living because we're living with um, with Miss's um, dad at the moment. Like it's, we're in a big house but um we're at a stage where we're sort of like, you know, we start looking to try and get another house because we've already got one investment property, mm. but we're just trying to sort of work out whether we want a house to live in or we're happy to live where we are so but that's where we want to be sort of in the next couple of years, just sort of actually start a start a family it's that's probably,
0: exciting man yeah,
1: so we're, we're,
0: we're pretty pumped for it, I we, bet. You should. So you should be. I was going to ask you this as well. A lot of guys, when they work with us, when they start getting their balls back, when they start going through, they just they get their mojo back. They start doing better at work. Things start rolling. Financially, things get better as well. They stop blowing money on dumb shit. They start investing it in smarter places, and they get better. The better you are, the more money you make. It's how it always works. Have you noticed any changes like that?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, we're we're, like we've started saving heaps more money as well. So because where our long-term goal is to be sort of retired before we're 50. Awesome. There's, that's 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 our long-term goal, is to you know, get ourselves comfortable and be able to retire by the time we're 50. Because you see a lot of people they get to that 60, 65 mark, and then by the time they retire, they barely fucking move or they cark it in a couple of years, and you go, Well, why not aim for aim for 50 and then you've got at least 15, 20 good years
2: True that, going explore
1: So that's that's what our main goal is. And you know, just those little goals, once you've done that that Super Saiyan um, the Super Saiyan spreadsheet, that sort of map, mapped out a fair few short term, shortish term goals for me, which gave me a bit more um, a bit more guidance in life.
2: Mm. I like
1: just to you know, just actually have goals sitting there. Whereas I can read that on my phone now and go, right, oh, this is what you're aiming for. Right, this is what you're aiming for. And you just, you know, remind yourself every now and then that this is these are the girls. How are you going to get there? Hmm. And have a crack.
2: Oh, so Okay. I've got
0: a weird question for you then. With that, that being said, if you didn't if you weren't working with Lean, you didn't have that, you didn't have the Super Saiyan spreadsheet, you didn't go on the plane, you didn't start anything at all, right? Where would you be right now?
1: I'd probably be probably pretty fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, I'd I would. I'd still be, yeah, as I said, still be feeling like shit all the time and I just wouldn't be like because like me, uh, focus is just so much better so I wouldn't be fuzzy, like I'd be so fuzzy still trying to make correct decisions and, oh, is this a good investment to make or is is this a good investment? Whereas now I'm like, nah, righto, this is what we're doing and just I'd be lost. There's no other real word to say but I'd just be lost.
0: How does it feel? How is life different now? How is it easier now that you can actually make clear decisions because you don't have brain fog? Well, at
1: work instead of, you know, doing a job and then walking away and then coming back, check it, walk away, come back, check it, walk away. I was doing that four or five times. Mm. Even though completely fine, no dramas. And um, and then now it's, you know, once, check it up, sleep, off you go. That's it. There's no more of this bullshit. You know, being anxious about, oh shit, do I do this? Do I do this? Do I do this? It's now just sort of a lot more confident in myself in what I can actually do. Mm. Yeah, always, always doubting yourself in what I can do. And you know, you always have people, no, you're good at what you do. You, 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 you can do it. You, you you can do it. You know, you're good. Don't don't tell yourself your shit. Don't tell yourself your shit. And then, you know, you're like, okay, okay no worries. Then in your head, you've just got that circling shit your shit you shit your shit,
0: you shit, you shit yeah what would what advice would you give or what would you what would you advise somebody on who's where you were you know six nine twelve months ago take a step
1: stop stop sitting there and literally get get off your ass just take a step that's all it takes is one step and then the next step follows then the next step follows and the next step follows all
0: well here's the number one thing one, right when you're in that state you say, I want to take a step, but I don't want to take the wrong step. What would you say to that? Any steps better than sitting where you're sitting is what
1: I say. regardless, you know, you, you make a wrong decision. Well, you've learned from that
0: situation. Next time something like that happens, you're going to make the right decision. And how would you get someone to adopt that mindset? Because it's a big change. Yeah. It's, right? it's, how did you uh, do it?
1: well honestly i just watched you i saw one of your videos i mean that's pretty much that was enough to scare the shit out of me (laughs) like i don't find something that scares the shit out of you that makes you realize that life's too fucking short to be sitting here miserable yeah
0: i'll I'll do up a video on that and i'll show it and i'll put i'll put a link in here for everyone so they can go through and see it but it's it's really powerful when you see that on a on a on a string you've already used a third of it a third Mm -hmm. of some some guys we coach are going over half of it they've used already. It's like, how much longer do you want to stay where you are? Yeah, it's, it's just it was enough to scare shit out of me. So, but yeah, if, yeah, if if anyone's
1: struggling, buddy, just go and see JCF. I'll fix you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's um just yeah, just trying to take a step in the right direction is the only boss you can say is just try and try and muster that tiniest bit of energy, just something to move because mm. you don't move, you
2: die.
0: True that. True that. If Yeah, if, if you're not moving, if you're not growing, you're dying every day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Dude, thank you so much for coming on and being so open. It's cool. We talked on some touchy stuff, but I really appreciate how, like, transparent you could be with this.
1: No, nah, no, nah, thanks for coming on. I was actually shitting myself before I come on, so... um yeah, I'll probably ramble on a lot of shit, but hope uh, hope someone gets. Sorry, right, bro, of it. I ramble
0: on about shit every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the professional. At it. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. That's my job. I just ramble shit. So you're always welcome to come on here and ramble shit, man.
1: Sweet. No worries. I'll do it another time.
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. i to get you back on another three, six months, and see how much you've changed again. Perfect. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, man. You know what we're going to do is we're starting implementing all this testing now. So like at the start of it, so we're going to test like every 12 weeks, like where you are at financially, where you are at with your testosterone, where you are at emotionally, energy wise, relationships, all that, and tracking you guys and getting like actual statistics and proper data on it. And so tracking you like every 12 weeks, because it's pretty incredible. Like, fuck, if we did that with you, man, can you imagine the differences in your body, your mind, everything? Like, it'd be crazy. Yeah, like actually having
1: all that data and being like, right, I own this. This is what we needed tweak to do this to make you the ultimate man.
0: Exactly, yeah, man. Fuck yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll guinea pig you with that, man. Yeah, I'm
2: keen. I'm
0: hundred percent. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, dude. It's been a pleasure.
1: Now, are you? Thanks, James. Have a good one, man.
0: Now, the bro. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you got something out of it and you want to learn more. Click the link below or type in High Performance Conversations with James Can and you'll be able to check out all the podcasts that we've done. We cover a stack of different topics, everything from getting your mojo back, overcoming anxiety, self-doubt, self-esteem, and learning from some of the industries and some of the world's top performers in both business and in health. Look forward to having you on there.